everybody. It's 2023 January. Now that's when this is being dropped. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this in the future. Maybe you're years ahead and you're going to listen to this later. But this is being dropped January 2023 and it's the Reawakening Podcast. I'm I'm Brian Ingraham. My heart is to see our whole generation reawaken to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. I believe that you can have that. I believe you can have that better this year. And one of the secrets that I will just keep coming back to when it comes to living a reawakened life day after day, month after month, year after year, comes back to getting the right things great. Getting the right things great every day. Every day. And I I know that everybody can kind of figure out life and fumble through life on their own and and do a decent job if they're intentional about it. But I do believe you'll be better with help. And so I'm glad you're here to at least spend a moment at the beginning of the year here reflecting and starting to think through the year ahead. Now, maybe you've already done this a bit. Maybe you're 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 leaning in. You're you're all ready to go for the year ahead, and you've evaluated the year in the past, and you're like, okay, this next year, I want to be more good with time, better time management. And so you've got yourself a a, a planner, and you're you're you've got it kind of filled out, or uh, you maybe you've written up some goals for this year, or or maybe you are thinking, okay, I want to eat better, and I want to go to the gym. I mean. This is, these are just the typical things, right? You know, you're, you're like, okay, I want to do, I want to do a better job. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to do some things better this year than, than how I feel like I ended last year. That's, that's great. That's great. And maybe, maybe um, you're a student and you're like, ah, I want to be a little bit more diligent. I don't want to be so last minute. And so I'm going to be a little, I'm going to pre-planned and more, uh, more, more scheduled with my time. Great. Uh, maybe maybe you want to uh, pursue more friendships this year, and I mean, there, there's a lot of things at the turn of the year where you can just be like, oh yeah, I've got I've got ways that I want to get my, my life more how I would like it to be. Bless that, bless those those New Year's resolutions or whatever. But let me just drop something on the table for you. When it comes to getting the right things great. And specifically, getting the right things great in the year ahead, the number one, the number one right thing that I would encourage you to do better at this year, that I would encourage you to take big steps and big strides in this year, the number one thing that I would I would encourage you to make sure you have on the top of your list is loving people better. Loving people people better. I think you can look at 1 Corinthians 13 and you can see at the first paragraph there in 1 Corinthians 13 that Paul makes it clear you can be the most awesome, awesome, awesomest, awesomer person uh, this year. But if you're missing the love bit, if you miss out on love, you're gaining nothing. You're a resounding gong, a clanging cymbal. You're, you're, you're completely missing it. You could have the best exercise routine. You could eat better. You could have awesome abs this year. I, I probably will not. But you could probably have awesome abs this year. But if you do not love the people in your life well, it, it is a complete loss. It is a, it's a miss of a goal. Uh, and, and, and it's a tragedy. 
You, you could be a better student. You can get better grades. You could get a promotion at work. You could, you could get a, a, a different job. You could, um, you could uh, who knows all the things that could happen this year. But if you're not better at love, if you're not loving people excellently, yikes, yikes, you're, you're missing it. I want to I encourage you today to put loving people better on the tip top of your 2023 list for, for this year. This year, I want to love people better. And, and we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about that in this podcast. When I think about what loving people better looks like, I think one of the core aspects and the one that we're going to hone in on today is loving people better looks like getting past yourself, getting past yourself, not just loving someone beside yourself, getting past your thoughts, getting past your values, getting past how you think life should be or, or how people should respond or whatever, getting past your, your day-to-day values and learning to love and praise them, uh, whoever they, them, those people are in your life. In fact, to just break it down into four bits, when I think of what loving people better looks like and the process of that and how I know if I'm achieving loving people better, if I'm getting past myself, that means to me, number one, I'm learning them. I'm learning them better. I learn how God wired them. I learned how God wired this person in my life. Number two, I choose to cherish them. In their, no matter how different they are, I choose to cherish them as someone who is handcrafted by God. The, the design, their personalities, their, the, the, who, the who they are, their, their starting point. I, I'm going to cherish them as a handcrafted treasure of God. Number two. Number three, getting past myself means I'm not going to demand that they think or respond like I do or like I feel that they should with my values and priorities. I'm really bad at that one sometimes. I, I'll say number four. Maybe I'll come back to that in a second. But number four is ultimately I'm loving people when I'm able to praise them and praise them, praise them, praise them in ways that they are strong, even if it's very different than my own personal values. I learn them. I'm a student. I'm I'm choosing to cherish them as a treasure, a handcrafted treasure of God. I am not demanding that they think or respond like I do, and I'm able to praise them for the ways that they're strong, even if it's way out of my my normal values. Let me me talk about this a, a bit today. I do feel like I need to make a comment, though, about not demanding people think or respond like I do. Uh, What I'm thinking by that is where I'm really bad at this is timeliness. I am so time focused. I am. I do not like to be late. It's a. It's a. It's a. A very deep value of mine. It's not in the Bible. I mean, we can spiritualize all our own personal values, but but honestly, it's just it's just part of my personality type. And for people who are late. Uh, and who are late to things that are important to me. Um, uh, it, it, you know, if we have a meeting or, or if we're going to ha- have uh, coffee or lunch or something like that, if they're, if, they're, if they're late, if they're very late, or if I'm having them over to my house and they're very late, that really burns me. And, and I, I get really impacted by that. And, and honestly, I've, I've cut people out of, of my life that I just, 
that, that just don't share that value. That's very opposite of love. That is such an unloving thing. In that sense, I would be demanding that they value what I value. It's not a Christian thing. It's, it's just a thing. And I, because I haven't loved them well, I've, I've lost some friendships because I've, I've walked away from them because I, I demanded that. Oh, it's, we do this in, in, so, in so many ways. I remember when Kelly and I first got married, we worked at a church of about 3,000 people in the general Portland area, Portland, Oregon, USA. And when we got these jobs, and we're, we're young, young marrieds, and there was this thing at this church where everybody on staff had to take this personality test, first of all, to, in order to be hired. And we took this personality test called Personalysis. Now, I've never heard of it before or after this particular moment, but it was, a, it was this thing that th that church used. And you would get a printout. You got a big book of explanation about your personality and, and how you like to communicate and how you want people to communicate to you, how you operate under stress and all that sort of stuff. But then it also had these like simplified boxes. And one box was how you like to communicate and interact with people. Second box was how you like people to interact with you. And those can be different. You can like to interact with people differently than you want them to interact with you. And then the third box was how you operate under stress. Now, Kelly and I are freshly married at this time and we get our results. And I saw something on our results that completely changed my, my life. The stress graph, the bottom stress graph said it all. And what I saw in that stress graph, you don't have to understand personalysis to, to see is that under stress, I went full on the top two boxes of this personality square. And Kelly went full on in the bottom two boxes of this personality square. I had basically nothing in the bottom boxes. She had basically nothing in the top boxes. Under stress, Kelly and I go very different directions. And I'll tell you what, um, naturally speaking, without love, without understanding, this can be annoying for her and annoying for me. So for instance, when I'm under stress, like I, I'm in, I'm in make it happen mode. I am ready to go. Like I, I, I am, I, I'm in go mode. Uh, okay. So I already said that I don't like being late. So if, if, if it's time to go, like I am springing up. If there's a chance we're going to be late, I am, I am leaping up. I, I, funny enough, I, I have now relaced most all of my shoes so that they do not need to be tied. Either I have laced them so that I can just slip them on, or I have replaced the laces with elastic laces. Thank you to Jasmine out there who first gave me the idea of this. But elastic laces, and so I, I, it's not laziness. Some people might say it's a lazy thing. It's not lazy. It is speed. It's about results. It's about make shoes on happen. And, and I can be out the door in seconds. I don't need to think about my coat. I've got basically one coat that I, I, I wear in any given moment. I might have a spring coat and a winter coat or whatever, but, uh, and in Scotland, obviously a summer coat, but I, I've got it on the back of the door. I don't even think about it. I can be up, slide my shoes on, grab my coat and be out the door in seconds. When I'm under stress, I'm like, let's go, let's go. We, 
I'm leaping off the couch. I'm going for it. Now, Kelly is the opposite. And uh, this is this is fun. Um, so I'm in let's go mode and Kelly's in let's go slow mode. Let's go slow. Now we, we joke about this a lot and uh, and it's because it's just it's just our, our starting point. We all we all have personalities and, and different different things. And so it's not a moral thing going slowly under when it's go time or I can't even say it without slanting my opinion. It's it's that's how deeply grained it is when it's when it's um, when, when we might be late. Uh, I might be calling it go time. And uh, what, what does she do? Well, she is going to check the oven. Make sure the oven's not on. And I might be thinking to myself, we haven't had the oven on for a couple days, but you never know. <laughs> Gotta check the oven. Uh, check the lights. Not just check the lights that you're kind of looking around. We gotta maybe go up in the attic and check the lights. Now I'm I'm poking a little bit of fun. It's not this extreme, but you know, to to someone like me, she she's gonna be like, okay, I gotta check the lights, and I've gotta check the oven, and I gotta and I gotta choose my my shoes and and coat and. And make sure. Oh, maybe that's not the right coat. No, I, I'm I'm making fun. I'm making fun. It's, it's not it's not like that. But um, so we got this. We got this. Um, the difference. I want to go, and she's like, let's go slow. And I just feel like it's not like she goes to check the oven in a rush. Like she's very careful and intentional. Now, I need to get past myself. It, loving better means I'm getting past myself and my values. It means I'm learning how God wired Kelly, how God wired this person in my life. And how did he wire her? He wired her under stress to be careful, to, to think about all the things. Me, I think about nothing. I think about get out the door. That's the only thing I think about. I am, I'm dangerous when it comes to that. I don't feel like I'm dangerous. I feel like I'm um, efficient. Whereas Kelly, Kelly is very dialed in to making sure that that everything is going to be okay if we're about to walk out the door that that things are going to be okay uh then i learn i'm learning kelly that she's she's not this is not um a moral thing this is a a god wired thing and it's good number two we, we choose to sh cherish them as handcrafted by god no matter how different that that kelly's Kelly is handcrafted by God to be careful, to be more detail-oriented than me. Praise God, we need a lot of people more detail-oriented than me. But at the we need to, to love Kelly better is to cherish that. Number three, I can't demand that they think or respond like I do or like I feel they should. I am not loving them well if I need Kelly to be more like me and to get out the door on a dime to to put to put elastic to replace her laces with elastic laces so that she can throw her shoes on and, and be out the door it, it wouldn't help um but but like i like it is not loving for for me to 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 demand that she be more like me i need to see how she is and i need to be uh okay and not only okay with that number four praise her Praise her in the very ways that they are strong, even though it's very different from my way. I need to be somebody who is proficient. Loving Kelly, loving people is about learning to praise them in the ways that they are different. I need to be able to get past my annoyances that we're not getting out the door and be praising them. Thank you, Kelly. 
thank you for being so mindful of all the things that, that were, you know, especially in an energy crisis, we're not leaving the lights on. Thank you for caring about our finances uh, in that way. Thank you for, uh, th- and the oven the same way. Thank you for caring about our finances. Thank you for caring about, uh, about what I would call the little things, but it's the little things that add up to be the significant things day to day. I, I can, I can breeze past those un- without thought. And, and so I need to be someone who is just so much more dialed in when it comes to praising people, even in the ways that they're, they're different. When, when I'm thinking about loving people well, and I'm using uh, marriage here as an example, but I'll, I'll use other examples in just a second here. Uh, I'm, there's two things that I just basically want to know when it comes to people. I, I want to know their personality starting point. And I, I do know that, that it just that's an approximate thing. It's not like people are perfectly in a box. But I want to know a starting point of how God wired them with their personalities. And I want to know their love languages. That's, that's what I want to know because I want to know how God's wired them and, and what their values are that are going to be different than mine. And so that I can, I can see that I can understand them. And secondly, I want to know their love language. There's only five of them and people tend to have two of the five or some, two or three of the five. Um, I want to understand their love language so that I know not uh, how I would want to show them love, but how they will feel love. Getting past myself, uh, getting past myself, I'm, I'm a words of affirmation person. Not everybody is a words of affirmation person. Sure, everybody kind of likes being, you know, something positive stuff. To say, well, some people feel uncomfortable with it. I can think of a few friends of mine. But, um, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, but sometimes maybe a gift is such a much more powerful way to, to say, I love you or in a, in a, friend way, not in a romantic way, that to express uh, that, that you matter, that you're, that you're loved. And, and here's, here's a gift. Um, I, I, I've got some friends that are gift-oriented. I am not gift-oriented. Yes, I, I love receiving gifts, but it doesn't mean as much as, as some of the other uh, love languages ways. So I want, I, I want to learn the people in my life. I want to I want to master them, and I don't want to just like have it in my head. I want to be refreshed and constantly learning, and so I want to do that with my wife and with the people in my life. As I said before, that whole that church was trying to make sure that every staff person understood how each person was wired personality wise. These days, for personality stuff, I use the Enneagram. I mean, I remember when I first heard about the Enneagram, probably in, well, it was when I was moving to Scotland. So 2022, no, not 2022, 2002. And I was moving to Scotland in 2002. I was first introduced to the Enneagram. And honestly, I thought it was weird. Some sort of uh, personality, new age, voodoo, mumbo jumbo, pretty... I was pretty unimpressed uh, at, at first glance at this kind of like hipster personality stupid thing. Uh, years later, I love it. I love, I love it. Uh, so, but it doesn't matter what personality program you want to use. But I do think it's understand. It's important to learn to understand personalities. By the way, if you want to learn the Enneagram, my favorite book on the Enneagram for for learning it is called The Road Back to You. Uh, Susanna Simple, I don't know, something like that. The Road Back to You, it's yellow. and um, But I, I love that as a good first starting point when it comes to the Enneagram. I've read several books. That one is my favorite. Most of the stuff now online, 
I think I'm kind of rambling here when it comes to Enneagram, is I follow a few Enneagram people on Instagram. And my favorite one is Enneagram with JB. Enneagram with JB uh, on Instagram. And man, I just love the content. And I follow about three different ones. But every day I'm getting um, different content about how each of the nine personality types are wired in their strengths. Because in my family, my, my, my immediate family, which includes myself, um, but I, I don't need to think about myself in this case, uh, my wife, my son, my oldest son, my, my daughter, and my youngest son, um, they all have different personalities types. So on the Enneagram, my wife is a one, my daughter is a three, my oldest son's a five, and my youngest son is a nine. And so in my home, I don't just have like, oh, I just need to love people one certain way. I've got each person has a different personality. Now, love languages, we're a bit more compatible in our, in our love languages, but, but personality-wise, I have to, if I, I want to learn each one of the people in my home so that I can love them, love them better, love them, love them well. And, and what does that mean? I spoke about Kelly, so how about some of my kids? Like my son, Ethan, he's, he's my oldest, he's 22. He is a thinker. Oh, uh, he is such a thinker. He, he ha- has a deep mind and, and he, oh, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Like I am shallow a thinker, generally speaking, compared to him. That, that guy can process, he loves philosophy and loves to philosophize and to, oh, it's, it's, he has an extraordinary mind, way, way deeper and, and better than mine. Now, I, I could be like, well, I don't naturally, I, I value shallow and make it happen, right? I, I want to, I want to, I want to just go for it. But Ethan's going to want to think about things. And bring that contribution. So what do I need to do? I need to learn. I need to learn, Ethan, and I, I need to learn that you know, this is uh, this is how God's wired him. I need to ch- choose to cherish uh, the depth of his thinking as, as someone who's who's uh, handcrafted by God. I, I don't need to demand that he is shallow like me, and instead, or that he responds to to questions like I do. Instead, I get to go through the process of praising him in the ways that he is strong. And so loving Ethan well is gonna include listening and tr- and thinking in ways that I'm not good at and making sure I, I go deep and I and I'm and and I and I and I go through that process. Now my youngest son, Owen, he is he's peaceful. He he's a peacemaker. You you spend time around Owen and you just feel you feel peace, uh, a contagious peace from him. It's it's amazing. Uh, it's I don't think this will surprise anyone. People tend to not feel more peaceful around me. They tend to feel like, hey, let's go, let's go. I, I tend to be, let's go. And and so, you know, if I am, if I'm expecting Owen to be like more like let's go and driven like I am, I'm, I'm missing it. I need to know who Owen is and how God's wired him and cherishing him and ultimately praising him as a peaceful person. It's, 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 a, it's great if everybody was, uh, as as driven as as I can be, that this world would be an an awful, unhappy, stressed out place. Uh, learning, well, he's like my my daughter is is wired uh, more like me, and uh, and she she's kind of more of a go get it, but um, she's also different. She she is more creative than I am. She's more just more dialed in that way, and 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 I 
I can cherish that about her. But what I'm saying is as we go into this new year, I'm challenging us to love people better. And it starts off by learning people better, learning people better and not demanding even like in the way that we think about them, that they're more like us. We might not say that out loud, but that's that's what we want. We, we want when things are different and working so far down that we are able to praise people in the areas that we might naturally find the most irritating. Why can't we just get out the door? Why do I have to go up in the attic to make sure that the stupid attic light is still on before we go out the door? Like, again, that's an overstatement. That's not, uh, that's not exactly how it is. Um, that's how it feels. But I've got to be praise oriented when things are, are different than I That's loving people well. Actually, funny enough, my Enneagram uh, feeds from like Enneagram JB, Enneagram with JB, um, and I think it's the Enneagram coach or something like that, a few other ones that, that I follow. It's actually pretty helpful day to day because they tend to post about every day. Maybe every, maybe they do every day. Um, and I'm constantly then reminded, oh, um, someone like my son Ethan is like this, or my friend is more like this, or my coworker is more like this. I'm not just applying this to my family. I'm aware of what my, how my parents are wired. Uh, I'm, I'm aware of how my my coworkers or my team, my staff, that they're wired. I want to I want to know how people are wired so that so that I can know what stresses them out. Things will stress them out that don't stress me out. I want to know fears that like what what they're what they're naturally prone to be fearful of, so that I can love them well and I don't need to judge them for being afraid of this. I can be like, oh, just have faith. Or hey, let's just go for it. You're overthinking it. Let's just do it. Telling somebody who's a thinker that they're overthinking it, that's just insulting. They were wired by God to think. Now, overthinking can be, everything can be unhealthy. Everything can be unhealthy, but I don't want to be dismissive of of some of the the starting points for people. I want to know, I want to know in the, the people in my life what their ideal day looks like what their ideal day looks like, what their ideal connection to me looks like. And that, and that could be more layered um, than, 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 than because, of, because of other life circumstances or whatever. But I want to learn the people in my life. And I know myself. And I am not so people master focused that... I'm just going to know what they're like without giving it thought, without giving it intentionality. I think naturally, I, okay, I'm, I'm assuming, but I think most people naturally view life through their, their personality and their values and have a very hard time getting past themselves, getting past their values and their way of thinking to accept people how they are and not just accept them, but to praise them. Let this year be a year where you become proficient in praising people in the ways that they are wired by God to be, and even if they're very different than than how how you are wired, getting past yourselves, getting past yourself, learning love language, what helps them feel loved most, what what hurts them most, what how how can we um, keep from hurting people? How can we uh, love people well? I really hope that you have an extraordinary year this year. I really hope that this is the best year ever. And I and I, I do bless the, the plans and hopes and strategies that you've already put into place for this year and the year ahead. But let me just make sure that this gets back on the table at the top of the people. Priority number one, get the right things great 
by loving people, by loving people excellently, learning, cherishing, letting them be them, not demanding that they be how we want them to be, and learning to praise them for the ways that are different, maybe the ways that naturally we would find irritating, we, or we have found irritating and frustrating, to learn to praise them for, uh, for the ways that, that they are different, loving people well, getting past ourselves. Friends, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, it's kind, uh, skipping ahead, it's not arrogant, it's not irritable, it believes and hopes and endures all things. This, this is the season to grow in our loving of people and so that we can love them better, so that we can love them excellently. My challenge for you right away is to make sure that you understand a personality uh, assessment out there. I don't care what it is. 16personalities.com, uh, they have their own uh, thing going on. There, there, there's so many different personality profiles out there. I use Enneagram. You don't have to use that. I love it. It's the best, but you can use whatever. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I like it, but each to his own. And love languages. You don't have to read the book, Five Love Languages. I think it's by Gary Smiley. But um, yeah, you can probably get all you need from a just a a quick summary online or a quick a quick information thing on, online for that one. But my challenge is for you to figure out the people in your life, your coworkers or or people um, who are closest to you, your friends, uh, the people in your family, your parents, maybe your grandparents, your kids, maybe your grandkids. Find out how they're wired. Your spouse definitely how they're wired and or significant other people. Um, how they're wired. I, I try and tell my kids, man, it, one of the first things that I would be figuring out if 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 you're gonna start dating somebody is what is their Enneagram, and that's what I use, and what what is their love languages. Uh, just start off by understanding so that, so that you can love well and, and understand one another. It's been huge, it's been huge in my house, and, and I hope that you'll find it huge for yourself as well. All right, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I hope that you're excited about your gear ahead. If you've enjoyed this podcast, someone else might as well. It'd be really helpful if you rated, reviewed, subscribed, liked, shared, all the things doing with podcasts. I, I, I think that uh, everybody could use the encouragement uh, about getting the right things right, specifically with love this year. Um, there's an entry point coming up at the end of this month, end of January, another entry point for my group mentoring class that's going on. We are starting a new unit at the beginning of February. The new unit is about sharpening our discernment skills, sharpening our listening to God skills, sharpening our ability to accurately be able to identify God's leading and what he's saying and, and, in our lives, that will be a few months long. We're doing um, we're doing the mentoring group in a couple months at a time. Uh, sorry, maybe four months at a time. Units about four months at a time. Uh, it would it would be the perfect time to start uh, at the turn of the month. If you've been thinking about that, uh, I would jump in from the beginning of this. That's what that unit's about. About refining uh, hearing God's um, leadings and discerning them accurately. 
There is a cost to being a part of the, the mentoring thing, but I believe it's worth it. I believe I pay for weight loss subscription stuff. Am I using it? No, but I pay for it. I'm, I, I'm, it's a new year. I'm back at it, right? Um, I have, you know, Disney Plus and Amazon Prime. And uh, I think more important than all of those things is investing in my soul, my relationship with Jesus, uh, living, uh, investing in the reawakened life. Anyways, my heart is to see our whole generation reawakened to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. Some people can fumble through this path alone, but everyone does better with help. Yeah.